0: Is your Working Life, a podcast that provides you with tools, inspiration, and resources so you can enjoy your career and love your life. I'm Caroline Dowd-Higgins. I'm a speaker and a career and executive coach, and today I welcome Maya Chan to the show. Maya will talk about building trust and helping people build long-lasting relationships by the, using the concept of Face as a social currency. Maya, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much, Carolyn. Thanks for having me.
0: Oh, you are welcome. I'm really excited. Your book is fascinating to me. It's called Saving Face: How to Preserve Dignity and Build Trust. And it's really about how to build better relationships in our workplace. So, so get me started. You know, what uh, what inspired you to write this book? And, and what are some common communication issues that you see in the workplace?
1: I have been working with leaders for decades as executive coach, leadership consultant, and also I was a leader myself uh, for business. So over the years, I have learned so much from leaders around the world about their frustrations, their challenges, and their success stories. And I have shared with them a concept that resonates with them at all levels across different across culturals and geographies, and it it's so essential to their leadership success, but it's also counterintuitive sometimes. It's the concept of face. So when I start thinking about, you know, I want to put this idea together to really help leaders as well as anyone who wanted to have a better connection and build stronger relationship with people to understand this concept and so they can build long-term authentic relationship with people. When you hear this term, it's not about the money. A lot of times the real issue is often about face.
0: So Maya, I'm fascinated by this and I'd, I'd love for you to help us understand more. So you write that face can be considered social currency and you've got three key concepts, honoring face, losing face and saving face. So let's start with honoring face. Unpack that and help me understand what that is, and you might have stories to illustrate that as well. I welcome that.
1: Yes. So, what is face? Maybe let's first define face. Now, face represents individuals' self-esteem, self-worth, identity, reputation, status, pride, and dignity. Well, that's a that's really a lot. It has to do with not only how we view ourselves and also how others perceive us. So it's really inside out, represent the whole person. Now, so it's a, it is a universal concept beyond its origin in Asia. It speaks to a deeper human need for dignity and acceptance and the way we grant dignity to one another. So the first concept, it's about honoring face. And one honoring face, it's... It's really about how we take the actions we're taking to show respect, admiration and grant dignity to others. Now, I like to um, use a metaphor of uh, a social currency. Now, if you think about a, a face, it's this new social currency in today's world. And imagine that how we build a supply of face with somebody by continuously making deposit. Hey, okay? and we, we build trust and we express gratitude and appreciation, we compliment them, we recognize them for their contributions. And or we empathize and putting ourselves in their place to understand their challenges, their struggle, and we give them and their voice equal time and weight. Okay, so the more faith that we have, the easier and faster we can get things done because we have built up this bank account of trust and we we, we have the solid foundation. Now, so when we need to make a withdrawal at some point, we're careful to not make somebody lose face. So we we'll provide feedback in a way that saves face and also help preserve dignity. And then if we mistakenly cause them to lose face, the relationship can still be saved if there are enough deposit to cover that withdrawal. So, so honoring face, it's really about making that deposit of face in our relationship account. And you're sending a message to uh, to the other person that I see you, I hear you, you matter. And
0: Maya, I'm curious. Pardon me for interrupting you. You're an executive coach, and have worked with many, many leaders. How might you introduce the concept of honoring face in a coaching conversation, or might you be able to give us an example, you know, without names, of, of how you worked with someone honoring face?
1: Absolutely. Now, when I work with leaders, often that they, um, I have, you know, sh- they share with me their struggles in terms of there, there are frustrations working, engaging their team, there's loss of motivation, there's disengagement, and there's performance issues, or simply there are some conflict that's happening among the team members. So when you dig deeper, to really look deeper about what the real issues are, that often has to do with that how people are interacting or treating each other. And then so how do you honor face as we um, work together to help the leader to overcome those challenges, is to think about some of the very simple act that they can take, the actions they can take to simply listen to their, their colleagues or ask for their input and give credit when it's due and to acknowledge people's input. You know, I love this um, uh, the quote from Maya Angelou. She said that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did but people will never forget how you made them feel. Right? So honoring face is such an important thing for leaders to do. And it's not rocket science, Carolyn. If you think about some of the things that we do, many of the things that you're, we're already doing, but it's really about thinking ahead and then to, to make sure that you do this on the day in, day out to honor people and on a daily basis.
0: You know, one of the other things I read in the book about honoring face as a concept is giving credit when people do things and recognizing and validating and also expressing gratitude. So many people get frustrated when others take credit for an idea that they brought to the table. So tell me, maybe give an example of honoring face and regarding credit where credit is due.
1: Absolutely. Well, you know, um, let me give you a quick example of a leader that i work with. Now, let's call her Linda. It's not real, no name. Now, Linda is a team member that uh, it's working with her team. Her she has a remote team that it's I mean, nowadays. You know, we everybody is working remotely. So she's using this technology called Slack to communicate with our team members on a daily basis to uh, share information, assign tasks, and also she used that uh, this technology this platform to provide feedback and what happened was that she would pride herself for utilizing this this platform so effectively that she would um, you know do it very efficiently and when she provide feedback she often forget that this message can be viewed by everybody on the on the team so when she starts sending out feedback that some of the team members uh, actually receive those negative feedback are feeling extremely humiliated and embarrassed or sometimes feeling like they're, they, they really just have no, nowhere to hide. And over time that she actually had created this fear-based culture, because not only the person who received the feedback felt like um, lost face, but also everybody else on the team have actually felt like, I certainly don't want it to be in that position in the future so that they start to disengage and shut down or actually create a mistrust with the team member and also with the team leader. And so when I started coaching Linda, that we dig deeper to find out what happened, what had changed the team dynamics. And we find out that that was how she utilized the technology to really build the team's uh, teamwork. And so as soon as we realized that she started to make some significant changes of being able to take those conversations offline and also when there is a positive recognition that she would do it in public and then she practiced that day in day out and really be consistent about it and it took her a good six months to turn things around so when we think about to honoring phase it's really about lifting people up and build their confidence and also make them feel um, a pride to, to in terms of doing what the work the best work they can and they how they want to show up day to day and to take those critical conversation in a one-on-one setting and over time that she was able to rebuild that trust within her team so it's so important to balance that you are honoring people's face by providing positive feedback and recognition and give credit where credit is due. But then also at the same time to avoid uh, causing others to lose face. And because once you cause that, to cause them to lose face, it takes a long time to actually fix it and repair.
0: Thank you for that example, Maya. That really clarified things. And we'll be right back after a quick break. Your working life is powered by your stories. We want to hear more from our listeners about your experiences in the workplace. Tell us what challenges you've overcome or tips you've learned along the way. And even better, if you don't have the answers, let us know what issues you want to know more about. We want this podcast to serve all of your working life needs send me an email at caroline at com. Maya, you mentioned that in the reality of, of this global pandemic, which is COVID-19, we're all working from home now, and many people are working home or remotely for the first time. So how does FACE come into play with communication tactics, we don't have the accessibility that we did months ago being face-to-face in proximity so talk to me about how we might adapt
1: yes well this is certainly our new normal right carolyn many leaders that have shared with me that this is definitely very challenging for them and that they used to be able to see people face-to-face every day have a water cooler conversations and or just walk over to have a quick chat about something but now everybody's working from home so so in a way that you're putting everybody in an even playing field that we're all kind of um, uh, remotely working together so because of that leaders need to be particularly mindful about how you connect with people now there um is a uh, a model that i put it in my book saving face that is called AAA a model and i think it can be very useful for leaders who are managing remote teams or multicultural teams or very diverse teams, that what what AAA model represent is that it represents three steps for leaders to uh, to take. And number one, the first A is aware. So um, be aware of your own assumptions, behaviors, and bias. Because we don't see people face-to-face and it's sometimes it's very difficult for us to really understand what's really happening. So the first thing is that for leaders to, uh, to get off this autopilot of, okay, business as usual, and uh, I'm just gonna say or do what I think it, it makes sense. And then to really be aware of that, what am I assuming here? And what is, what is my own behavior and bias? So what is the potential impact of my actions on other people? And so have that awareness and get off the autopilot. And then be mindful about your own, uh, where your own uh, assumptions and behaviors. That's the first step, aware. Now, the second step is acquire. So acquire is to seek to understand the other person's frame of reference and ask questions. And uh, be curious, have an open mind, put yourself in their position. And I like to use this um, metaphor. Um, It's called human antenna. Now, so imagine that we are um, uh, in those old days that we had this you know, old fashioned radio, right? That we, have, you, you know, there's this antenna that when the antenna was down, what happened? You get nothing, right? You couldn't hear anything. When you raise the antenna and when you raise it all the way, then all of a sudden you, you receive a lot of signals from every directions and the, You can hear what people are saying on the radio and you could hear the music and everything become very, very clear. So now if you apply this to our interaction with people and if we're raising our human antenna. Okay. And then so pay attention and understand what's really happening and then receive the signals from different directions. And then so that you will be able to understand have a better sense of what's really going on and then you can um be you can will be able to um, understand where people are coming from now that's the second step acquire the third step is adapt so adapt your behaviors and take thoughtful actions to produce positive outcome for everybody involved so you think before you act Okay, and let me give you a quick story of a, a leader that I work with that have utilized Triple AAA models so effectively, work with, uh, with his remote team. Um, let's call, he, call him Zhang. So Zhang wrote an email to his remote team members, and this uh, the email simply was asking this team member to uh, perform a task by certain date. Now, this remote team member is actually located in a different country, and English is not his first language. So, um, uh, you know, uh, within a few hours, he received a reply of the email from this team member, and this employee said two words on the email, no way. <laughs> Well, well, Zhang obviously was a bit surprised. He was not pleased to get this email. So he started immediately writing a, a kind of an angry email back to say, well, you know, well, how could you say no way and this is disrespectful? He was angry when he wrote this email. But then before he hit send, he took a step back and then read his own email again and say, wait a minute, this email sounds very aggressive. Sounds like I'm really angry. Well, and this person that I've worked with for you know, over a year, and this team member has always been hardworking, respectful, and I wonder why he would write something, you know, so strange. No way, right? So he said, well, instead of um, sending this email, I'm going to pick up a phone and call him. Let me find out what's going on. So then he picked up the phone and talked to this team member, and the team member said, well, it was very apologetic, explaining that the the, the deadline that... Uh, John gave him that he had two other deadlines in the same week, and so he could not possibly accomplish all of that within the same week. And then he went on and explained in more detail about what those the other commitments were. So John said, oh, "Of course, then we can we can we can rearrange for uh, the deadline. But why didn't you explain this in the email?" and then saying, no way. And then he said, it's it's going to take me two hours to explain all of this because English is not my first language. And also, by the way, I, I wanted to start learning to speak and communicate like Americans. When I watch American TVs and movies, I hear people say no way all the time. I thought, hey, you know, that's quick. That means I can't do it, right? <laughs> so very quickly that John realized what the problem was. And then they, they uh, he explained to him. So let's see how he adapted to AAA model. Number one, he, he became self-aware that he was, uh, he, he, he was assuming the person was disrespectful. And so he, he was aware also that The angry email is not going to work very well. And then he uh, pick up the phone and acquire more information. He raised his human antenna, trying to understand what is the frame of reference from the other person. And number three, he adapt. They come up with the new deadline to solve the situation. Nobody lost face. In fact, by talking to his team member, he understand, he honored the cultural differences and then he was able to come up with the win-win situation for everybody.
0: Maya, that is a great story. Thank you for sharing that. So as as we close our conversation, I was really compelled in the book how you talk about the importance of creating psychological safety for leaders, meaning psychological safety on teams and in work environments. And, And I think now, because of the reality of our remote work necessity, I think that's even more important. So as we close, tell me how your concepts of AAA and honoring face, losing face, and saving face can impact psychological
1: safety. Yes, psychological safety is so important for teamwork. In fact, that's the number one factor based on research. Number one factor for a team to perform effectively and do the best work is to create a psychological safety. And so, you know, how can leader create a psychological safety, particularly when you have remote teams? It's number one, lead by example. Okay, and be the first one to show your humility and vulnerability. Ask questions. You don't have to have all the answers. Show interest in the work and knowledge of other people. Ask for feedback. Acknowledge criticism when it's appropriate. Admit you're wrong, right? So if the leader can demonstrate vulnerability and humility and you take you create a no-blame culture right and so people are more you know feel safe to speak up and secondly is to get everybody involved right so to really demonstrate inclusive behaviors to have conversation turn-taking demonstrate empathy and also being able to hold each other accountable now one of the key things that when we talk about saving face it's not about being nice. It's not about being soft. This is a soft skill that's very hard to master. What saving face really means is that you, will be, you can practice, create psychological safety at the same time you're holding people accountable. So it's being kind and firm at the same time. And then so get everybody involved and to practice straight talk and create that psychological safety that... People feel they can speak up and without fearing of being punished or putting down. And that is not only the leader's responsibility, but also it you need to get everybody involved to create a truly safe cultural for everyone to, um, to, to feel like saving face, to be able to practice honoring face so that you can build a strong team together.
0: Maya, thank you. I learned so much from you today, and I'm just delighted to have spent this time with you on the show. And I want to tell our global listening audience all about your book. It's called Saving Face, How to Preserve Dignity and Build Trust. And of course, it is available on Amazon online and at major book retailers, and we're all eager for those bookstores to reopen when it's safe to get out. But I want to mention your website, www.mayahuchan.com. And I'm going to spell that M-A-Y-A-H-U-C-H-A-N.com. Maya, thank you. I am just so thrilled and grateful to you today, and I wish you great success.
1: Thank you so much, Kellen. It's such a pleasure to be on your show. Appreciate it.
0: Thank you. And if you like our show, subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud, and even better, leave us a review because this helps new listeners find us online. Let me know what career-minded issues you would like for me to feature on a future show. You can send ideas to me on Twitter at cdowdhiggins. Special thanks to my podcast colleagues, Laura Deck, Executive Director of Publicity and Communications, and Claire McInerney, Executive Producer. Thank you for making this show awesome for our global audience. I'm Caroline Dowd-Higgins. Thanks for listening.